Welcome, everybody, to Atomic Radio Hour, the show that dives into the wreckage that is post-apocalyptia. We are a Fallout-centric podcast. I am Vince, and I am also here with my co-host... Your favorite vault dweller, Declan. Now, uh, here on the show, like I said, we're a Fallout-centric podcast, so we like to talk a little bit about our favorite series, uh, Fallout. So we're going to open the show with a little bit of lore, and I thought, what a better way to start the show than with something that pretty much the entire game revolves around, whether you come out of one or not, a vault. I love them. Uh, so, to start it off, the, 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 do you, how much about the vaults do you know? I know quite a lot about the vaults. I've yeah? played through all the Fallout games, save for, uh, for one. I've tried a bit of two and never finished it. But I really like the vaults, especially in the Bethesda games, so I kind of try to keep up on those. How far did you get in two? In two? Like, only like an hour or so. I just wasn't feeling the controls, and I had compatibility issues with my computer. Yeah? Yeah. How's, how, did, how did it work out, the compatibility issues? Not well. No? No. Did, did it leave? Did she leave? <laughs> no, I mean, if you want to work through some stuff, we could work through some stuff. No, I don't. It's over. So what, that chapter of my life is it's gone. Well, do you feel like you've grown as a person? Do you feel like you learned something? No, I feel like my computer was bad. Wow. <laughs> hey, this is the first episode, so we're still learning how to track our audio and uh, edit it all together in a way that's going to sound best for you guys. It's also the 4th of July when we're recording, so do mind all of the explosions in the background, because uh, the people of my town are quite festive. Anyway, enjoy the first episode. So what do you want to talk about? I thought we were, you were going to talk about the Oh, vaults. that's right. Yeah. So the yeah. vaults. Uh, the U.S. government, the U.S. government, no other government, the U.S. government commissioned them from Vault Tech. You listen to this? Right. Project Safe House. Guess how much, guess how much money it took? Are we talking, we're not talking We're talking Fallout this inflation is, this money. This is Fallout inflation money. Yeah. Um, is it, it's like, isn't it in the trillions? It's like two or three no, trillion? No, it's not trillions. No? It's about half a trillion. All right. So a couple, at least a couple billion. Yeah, a couple. Yeah, a couple billion. You know, like a Tuesday. Tuesday going out to lunch. Yeah. Uh, it was. It was estimated to be four hundred billion. Actually, turned out to be over six hundred and fifty. Or I'm sorry, six hundred and forty-five billion, and they made a hundred and twenty-two of them total. Now, each one could hold about a thousand people. That's one hundred and twenty-two numbered vaults. One hundred twenty-two numbered vaults. That's about how much there are. There's also a bunch of other ones like like um, Vault Zero. Yeah. The one that's in D.C. that's, like, not really a vault because yeah, it's a museum. Yeah, that's the museum vault. Yeah. Yeah. But numbered vaults, ones that were meant to be known by the public, are um, 122. And don't get me started on how much it fucks with the lore about Fallout Shelter. Like, I'll watch somebody play <laughs> Fallout Shelter and like, oh, I'm in Vault 25. Like, no, you're not. That's not the experiment. Yeah. Or... I purposely made my vault 123. That's what I, I did. did. Yeah. I Fallout Shelter. Yeah. Because I... I I gotta keep it canonical. Yeah. So, um, each one was supposed to hold up to a thousand people. Life support systems could last up to 900 years and the, uh, the life expectancy for a person in the vault, and I love this, was 92.3 years. <laughs> they, really? they, the, the vaults, because they're just such, like, they're pretty much like, like, essentially they're just hamster cages, really. Yeah. When you think about it. I mean, what we get to see in the Fallout games is a lot less than what they conceptually are supposed to be. Yeah, yeah. But that's just um, system issues and being able to render that much of a space. Yeah, that, and I think that's just a great kind of cop-out for, like, how they say... Oh, yeah. Fourth of July. Oh, yeah. Um, how they say that uh, 
they kept doing a, within the lore. A lot of it says that before the bombs went off, they were doing tests. So a lot of people were like, "Oh, it's a false alarm. We're doing another test." So when the bombs actually dropped, everyone was like, "I'm not partaking in the test. This isn't real." So by the time everyone got vapor vaporized, everyone got vaporized. Mm-hmm. They were just like, "Oh, we're dead now." Yeah, I too say, "Oh, I'm dead now." When I get vaporized, oh, every time. One time I died. Yeah. <laughs> now these being these giant hamster cages, essentially, uh, they were built with giant furnaces. I assume that they would be in the basement. I don't know how you have the basement. Some kind of control, not control room, but like some kind of uh, utility type room. Yeah. They would burn garbage and people. Oh. Because when you got old and you died, they couldn't go outside and bury you. Well, it makes sense. Yeah. Did, are vaults people powered? Ah, we'll get to that. No, they are actually, depends on which one. Some of them, I believe some of them are solar powered. Some of them had nuclear reactors. Some of them had, um, I have it written down. Wait till we get there. Yeah. And so now the Gek, which everyone who's played Fallout 3 should know about, because that's kind of like the whole point of the game. Can you tell us what, it, uh, what Gek stands for? The Garden of Eden creation kit. Not every vault got one, though. They were supposed to. No. No? No, not, every, not everyone got one. Some of them got one, some of them got two. Vaults like Vault 101 didn't get a Gek because Vault 101 was never supposed to open. Yes. So Vault uh, Vault 3 opened 20 years after the bombs the, after the bombs went off, but when they opened it up, a bunch of raiders came in and just ransacked the place. Yeah. Did that Gek ever get put to use? Or was it just destroyed in that room? I don't know if that one had one. No, that one did have one. Um, I would assume that they... That they okay. I want to say this, and I don't know if I'm right. I think the Great Cons came from Vault Three. I think that that sounds familiar. It's one of the raiding clans came from that entire thing. No, I think I think it is Vault Three is where the Cons came from. Because don't don't you go to Vault Three in New Vegas? That's where Motor Runner is. Is that Vault Three? Yeah. No. I don't think it was because Vault Eight. Um, opened 10 years after the bombs had dropped. Now, for the people at home, hello people at home, for the people at home who are listening and don't know what I'm talking about, um, most of the vaults, you would think they were, they, cause they were sold as a way to survive the nuclear holocaust, uh, they actually had nothing to do, most of them had nothing to do with that. Out of, uh, 122 vaults, most of them were social experiments. So, uh, I always found that very interesting. Oh, I love it. I think that's that's the honestly the best part of the game is just to to uh to play it and go to these vaults and see how fucked up humanity was. Yeah. That we would uh, we would pretty much do experiments on ourselves like one of my personal favorites, Vault 12, when they shut the vault door, they left it just a little bit open, just just enough so radiation would le- would leak in. And uh, everyone inside, if they didn't die of radiation poisoning in Vault 12, when they opened the, when they actually like got control of everything and knew what was going on, when they left the vault, they started Necropolis. It's just a city of ghouls. I love that. Vault 13 was supposed to stay closed for 200 years, but the broken water chip made them leave 84 years after the bombs had dropped. Vault 43, uh, 10 men, or I'm sorry, 20 men, 10 women, and a panther. You see, that's a really fun one. Because think, alright, put yourself in, in these people's shoes. Yeah. I'm going to get saved from the nuclear apocalypse. Mm-hmm. I get into this nice vault, get yeah. on the jumpsuit, and then you just hear some, hear some purring. It's like, oh, someone brought their cat in, yeah? And then you turn around and you see a huge fucking panther. You know, it's funny you say that someone brought their cat in. Because I've yeah. always had this, this 
like idea. In the Fallout games, you run across dog meat or vicious dogs, and in Fallout 4, there's now cats. Yes. So if say you got a control vault, like say say 13 stood close for 200 years and everything yes. worked out. There's no cats down there, right? Hear me out. Do you think when they left the vault, everyone would just be allergic to cats? I don't know. You know what I mean? I mean, I think that depends when the vault would open, because that, uh, I think from like a medical sense, that resistance to allergies would be carried over for at least like a generation or so. But like 200 years? But 200 years is a lot, so... I'm thinking that they would probably be pretty allergic to those kitties. Did you ever see the episode of Futurama where Fr- it's it's one of the first episodes, I think. Uh, Fry's like, oh, the future. And he sneezes and Professor Farnsworth's like, oh, no, he has the cold. And it's like a massive epidemic because the, f- the cold has been uh, totally eradicated because they had the cure. Yeah. Like, I don't know. I just I, these are things I think about when I'm Germs cold crazy. alone. What? <laughs> no, but vo- 43. Twenty men, ten women, and a panther. What's your strategy of getting out of that? My strategy for getting out of that, if it were like a realistic sense, would be to get everyone in like a couple squads and then try to ambush the panther. In a zany Fallout way, I would try to befriend the panther and then make it eat my enemies. (laughs) I think I would. I think I would try to like section off the kitchen. Just leave him in the kitchen? No, 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 like, for myself. Oh, okay. And, like, hang out with all the people, and then wait, like, build up that I'm this massive, just conqueror of beasts on the outside, and then be like, I can't fight him, he's expecting it. And then, like, let's just say Panthers live for 15 years, and I would already know this, and I would just make up some bullshit story. Wait till it's, like, old and decrepit, and then murderize it, and then everyone looks at me as a hero. I feel like you wouldn't last that long. People would get picked off too quickly. Yeah, but if we sectioned off a certain area... See, I think some people are going to have to be cannon fodder. Like, I think we're just going to have to get... Like, like, sorry, Jim. Like, you're done. Sorry, Jim. The cat needs to be feeded. Yeah. There's nothing you can do. Only the strong will survive, or the people who are mentally strong enough to tell people that they're not strong enough. Oh, that's an interesting... You know what I mean? Interesting way to think about it. Like, look at the Republic of Dave. That is an insane man. Oh, yeah. <laughs> He's absolutely batshit. Yeah, and and they have totally just listened to everything he says because he has a gun and he's And a commanding tone. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, uh, Vault 76, which they're literally making a fucking game comprised around. Uh, what open. do we know about the 76 so far? What, I'm sorry? What do we know about 76 so far before... Well, all we know about... Uh, before Fallout 76. So... I was always under the, the, the understanding it opened 20 years, but 20 years after the bombs dropped. But when I was watching the E3 footage, it was saying that it opens 25 years after. So, so well, I think the mechanisms, I think, uh, from what I've heard, the mechanisms were allowed to be opened 20 years after, but they took like a five year sabbatical just to like say, all right, we can go out if we want, but is everyone really ready? Are we mentally ready to go out and see what's out there? Like, they had the ability, I'm sure, at any point. And I feel like that would have been a compelling reason to have NPCs in uh, in 76. Like, the early adopters went out and started yeah. doing things. And uh, I think that those people could have created a pseudo-new society. And still left room for us as the player of Vault 76 to leave that extra five years later. So, 
I think my favorite vault is the one in uh, Fallout 3. I think it's it's not 87, maybe 92. Is it the one with the uh, the white noise and the musicians? Yeah, you know what's really cool about that vault? Um, Tell me I, about it. I was just reading something about it. Uh, I actually don't have it in my notes, but I was on on Twitter and a guy. I think his name is Doland or Donald. This guy was replaying Fallout 3, and he got to. I, I'm pretty sure it's 92. I'm pretty sure it's 92. He got to 92. And if we're wrong, sorry, internet. Um, but he got to 92. And the guy who's in charge of that vault, his name is Richard Rubin. Oh. Like Rick Rubin. Like the dude who's fucking started Def Jam. Yeah. Yeah. Like that's so cool. I never realized that. Yeah. I didn't, I didn't even notice that either. And he put it up there. He's like, of course it'd be. And I mean, Rick Rubin's worked with everybody. Rick Rubin's worked with like, worked with like Slayer. Like Slayer, Jay Z. The Beastie Boys, like a ton of big people. You know what's it was ninety two. It was ninety two. Yeah. All right. You know what's another great vault? It's never shown up in a game. The jumpsuit has shown up in three, but it was from the Penny Arcade comic. Yeah. Vault seventy seven. I like this vault. One man in a box of puppets, and he just fucking. I I love that. I I I just reread the comic for the first time. I've never actually read it. No. No. Ah, dude, it's great. He's like, he's got a little vault boy, and he's like, the vault boy's like, you need to kill the king. And he's like, I'm not killing the fucking king. And then he kills the fucking king. Oh my god. Oh, dude, it's great. How could he? So, what do you think about the controversial Vault 95 from Fallout 4? The one that was oh, that supplied... Oh, Yeah, the one that was supplied with a generous amount of jet and other things that were developed after the bombs have dropped. I was watching an Oxhorn video on it, and he was saying that maybe... Because Myron, who discovers who discovers how to make Jet in Fallout 2, um, maybe because he was such a smart kid, found like the original blueprints or something of how to make Jet pre-war. So it could have been a pre-war type thing that he was able to replicate. Which I can see. It's also one of those things that I think is so minute, minute that they didn't have to retcon it. Like, apparently in Fallout 1 or Fallout 2, I don't remember reading this ever, but... It says the power armor has a battery in it that could last thousands of years. And then in 4, you need fusion cores. So... I mean, there needs to be a point from a game design standpoint, a reason for the suit to have a power source. No, yeah, that's what I get, because, like, it makes it it makes it more interesting. It makes you, like, like me playing, if I'm in my suit, I'm like, oh, shit, I only have two cores left, and I gotta go all the way... Like I'm not, I'm not gonna fast travel. It gives like, you a reason to uh, to adventure. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And, like and, is that? Oh, that old building's kind of corporate. Like it might have a generator in the basement. Yeah, exactly. Um, but like I, I, I like the idea of let's put a bunch of junkies and vagabonds inside of one vault and fix them, and then I think it's yeah, like, it sounds like a noble, like a noble experiment. And then fucking fifteen years later, let's just open the root, the party room. That has fucking strippers and just a ton of coke everywhere and let him indulge. Yeah, that was probably a bad move. Ah, yeah, I would say. Yeah. But imagine, like, that's the day that you die. Like, I've been clean and sober for ten years and then fucking, eh, eh, fucking party door goes up and just, and your heart stops instantly. (laughs) Strippers dance. Like, ah, that's, what a way to go. Yeah, you go out with a bang. So, you know what's one of my other favorite vaults? Which one? It could be surmised in one word and one word alone. You know what that one word is? Yeah, tell me about it. Gary. Gary? Gary. Gary! Gary! 
Fucking Harry! Vault 108, they put a bunch of cloning technology inside the vault. And they're all like, I'm afraid to do it. So they make one dude named Gary do it. So there's one dude named Gary goes in, and then everybody's name's Gary, and then there's the Gary hierarchy, the Garyarchy, if you will. Ooh, the Gary. <laughs> That's, yeah. And, uh, they wind up becoming these, like, murdering clones. Yeah, like, I actually have some notes here. Like, oh. all the initial positions were left unfilled, allowing the terminally ill overseer, Brody Jones. Brody Jones. Estimated to expire within 40 months of the vault ceiling. Like to fill all of those positions accordingly with himself. Because <laughs> of all the cloning technology that was left there. Yeah, yeah. And Wait, was it only him in there? It was only him. <laughs> uh, only, and at some point, he just, de- his, he mentally decomposed into just Gary. Wow. And I think that's nuts. I think it's insane. It's one of the more uh, unique social situations. Like, there were some really easy ones, like Vault 21 had all the gamblers. That's really cool, though. Yeah. I think that's really, really cool. Th- that was one of the, I would say, more successful experiments. Yeah, because they gambled it out of, well, House gambled it away from them. Yeah. What is another good one? Um, another good one. What's the one in New New Vegas that's the, the plant one? I believe 22. That one's really cool because that one technically worked, except that it made people plant monsters you know what i mean yeah like they they found out how to grow shit but it was like at we got everything we wanted but at what cost i also have vault 29 you know about vault 29 i do know a little bit about vault Vault 29 is no one under 15 was allowed in and their parents were put in other vaults that's an interesting one you know i feel like it would have turned out to be more of like a little lamplight situation that would have been kind of cool what game is 29 in it's not Oh, it's not. Yeah, I don't believe it's in any game. I think it's referenced or it's in the Fallout Bible. Uh, it is in the Fallout Bible. Um, Vault 42. Another great one. None of the light bulbs were more than 40 watts. <laughs> <laughs> like, what was vault trying to accomplish with that experiment? Um, I don't know. How, how bright is a 40-watt light bulb? That's like an average light bulb, I think. No, it's it's slightly it's an average for an old light bulb. So, like, what is the light bulb in your room right now? I don't know. Yeah, because we're not forty. Yeah, and it's an LED bulb, so it's whatever. Welcome to the future. Yeah. Huh. Oh, also, Vault Twenty Nine might not be even canon whatsoever. Well, I mean, it has to be because that's where Harold. I had that written down and forgot to read that. That's very important. Thank that, you. That's guys. quite important. Yeah. That's, that's why, why I have a co-host. You need the co-host. <laughs> Thank you. Um. So that's the lore. That's all the lore I pretty much have written down. Yeah, and a couple of very interesting vaults. Yeah, you want to talk about anyone else real quick? Um, I think 87's worth mentioning. Okay. Because uh, that is the vault uh, that we see in Fallout 3, and it is the one that had all of the uh, FEV experiments. For anyone who doesn't know, FEV is the forced evolutionary virus, and it is what um, ended up creating the super mutants. And that's the only reason why they should even exist on the East Coast. Yeah, because of the FEV experiments in that vault. Yeah, yeah. which I was actually thinking of. Uh, I don't remember in-game if it says when the Super Mutants started kind of breaking out of 87. Uh, but if you play New Vegas, there are... N- I don't think there's Only any. really Jacobstown. Yeah, like that's so nuts to think of that. Fallout 2 takes place, I think, a hundred and some 
years after because fallout one takes place 84 years after the bombs drop and i went to public school so i'm not doing math right now to say the year but by 20 2277 super mutants are damn near everywhere in dc yeah i mean i mean i'm sure a lot of that is uh is thanks to whatever vault tech had set in motion for for 87 because if the entire vault was just these experiments around fev once they had a successful hit on, or once the super mutants were created, um, from the super mutants' point of view, they now know how to make themselves. They can make more of them. They've become so, sentient. Yeah. Um, so from there, they can just take anyone that they can find that was pure enough and just make more super mutants, furthering their own mission. You know who voiced the master in the first game? He's a celebrity, a famous. Not one, a, I mean, a voice acting celebrity. Yeah. Jim, Jim Cummings. Cummings. Yeah. You know what Jim Cummings also is most known for voicing? He's voiced a lot. Winnie the Pooh. Yeah. <laughs> I, I love, love that. that. Another vault that I really like is 112. It's so important to, oh, to how Fallout did I 3. Down 112? Yeah, it's, uh, I love 112 because it is the vault that is basically taken over by Dr. Stanislaus Braun. And he utilizes virtual reality stasis pods to keep everyone in this, uh, Ideal 1950s nightmare. It's amazing. Do you want to tell the, the viewers or listeners about uh, a little bit more about uh, Tranquility Lane? So you jump in a pod, right? That are I never made this connection because they they changed what like half of the assets looking for, but they changed the the pods in the memory den are the same pods. Yes. I don't know, I don't know why I never made that connection. connection. Um, you, you know what? And the memory den, den was such, such a such a wasted idea. idea. Like. There should have been another quest where I can go in there and, like, relive a weekend with my wife. That would have been interesting. You know what I mean? Yeah. Just because it would it would kind of make me feel like... Like, you've already taken away enough RPG elements to where I have a backstory. I mean... It, well, Fallout 4 wasn't promised to be in a strictly an RPG. No, no. It's, it's, a, it's an action game, first-person action game with RPG elements. But I'm saying... Even... Even... Well, how do you feel about New Vegas First 3? Which game do you feel is a better RPG and why? I think New Vegas. Why? Because you... The only thing that you're given is that you've been shot in the head, and you know the person that shot you in the head. You can make whatever yeah. you want from there. But I, I wake up in Doc Mitchell's house, and I'm just like, hmm, am I feeling evil this time? Am I feeling the person that's going to literally save uh, all of New Vegas? Am I going to just murder Benny and make as much money as I can with a luck 10? Like, you have... You start with nothing. Like, even with three, you have a family. Yeah, I'm not going to disagree with you, but I think you have enough of, like, you have a family, but you don't have enough of a family. Yeah. Like, your life is shown to you in such little clips that I kind of feel like how you were saying, I could be like, oh, am I evil? Am I this? Am I that? It's impossible to tell because of how in which, generic they make it. Yeah, but I feel like you could you could kind of look at three the same way where you could be like, fuck, my dad's gone. Or you could be like... Yo, my dad's gone. That means I can leave. Like, you know what I mean? Like, I feel like you could take it kind of in the same direction, but at the same time, it kind of goes against the whole RPG thing because you're saying, Dad, you shouldn't have the backstory. I mean, that's for an RPG purist. Yeah, but at the same time, uh, I've never played, I've never played Earthbound, but Earthbound, the one where you play as Lucas, you have a family. But it's still one of the best JRPGs of all time. But do you understand what I'm saying? Like yeah. that's such a that's such like a staple of RPGs. 
like that game itself. Like yeah. when people think like, oh, what's what's a great RPG? They automatically go to Earthbound. But like maybe because maybe because you're the victim in that sense, more or less. Yeah. You know what I mean? But any other vaults you want to bring up? Oh, well, we didn't um, even talk about 112. Yeah, you didn't talk about 112. <laughs> so, 112, they put everybody in, in the, the, the vision memory den, John. The stasis pods. The stasis pods, thank you. Um, and it's, I love that it's all black and white. Yes. Like, that's such a great touch that the whole, like, I remember the first time I played that, I was like, oh, yeah. Like, I'm, I'm in some kind of virtual thing. Yeah. Because the only applicable virtual, um, representation of the time was in black and white with the black and white televisions yeah only there's there were only a very small amount of color televisions that would have been available at the time based yeah. on how technology ha- had evolved and we know that because of uh 76 and how that's placed yeah but back to 112 yeah <laughs> you enter tranquility lane you go to tranquility white. lane right and you're like oh cool everything's black and white and i'm in a cul-de-sac and you're just kind of walking around and then you're like wait hold on Pip-Boy, and you bring up your Pip-Boy, and you're just wearing a watch, and then you're like, wait, this is a tiny arm, and you zoom into third person, and you're a child, and then you start doing these quests for this, like, little girl, and you're like, hey, little girl, what the fuck's going on? And she's like, oh, you can help me and do this, and then you have to, little Jimmy Nuzba, Niz- Nuzbomb? Um, I can't remember. Little, yeah, he has, like, a lemonade stand, and she's like, go over there and fuck him up. So you walk over there, and this kid's trying to feed his family, and then you punch him in the mouth, and then you kill his mom. Yeah. Yeah. You either make her fall down the stairs or drop the chandelier on her. All to try to appease this uh, this seemingly little girl. Yeah, and then it turns out the little girl... Spoiler alert. Spoiler alert for people who haven't played a 10-year-old game. Uh, you're listening to a Fallout podcast. I assume that you fucking beat the game already. Of course. Uh, you find out this little girl is this doctor who was like one of the head scientists for Vault-Tec from 200 years ago. And your dad has been in the pod the whole time as the dog. Forgot to mention the dog. The dog that's standing next to her. So she starts talking in this creepy fucking German accent. Not to say that German accents are creepy. But when it's coming out of a nine-year-old girl. It's off-putting. Yeah. At least, yeah. And then, like, did you, how do you, when you, oh, so then, then she's like, he's like, they're like, you need to become the pine-sized slasher. And it's, and you're just like, I'm sorry. And they're like, yeah, put this clown mask on and take this knife and kill everybody in the kill neighborhood. everyone. Everybody. There is blood. Everywhere. everywhere. So, you can either do that or you can go into a house. Did you ever do the house thing? I did the house thing. You can go into the house and you can be like, boop, boop, beep, boop, 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 beep. And then Chinese communist simulation comes out and just kills the neighborhood. Yeah. And that gets you the good karma. That's that my favorite. Good karma. That gets you good karma. Yeah. Get the communists. Well, I forget I forget how we figured it out the first time, but figuring out the sequence of bringing up the yeah. in-game, like, uh, like, hacking the mainframe, it's difficult. You have to, like, click a gnome, click a bottle... Click a book, click a mailbox. It's this like entire sequence of events, and then yeah. like the living room turns into a computer room. Yeah, and then it, you can spawn the Chinese communists. Yeah, yeah, but that's that's an unforgettable vault, oh, and it's so integral to the story of uh, of Fallout Three. I'm like upset that I forgot to write it down. That's why I'm here for you. Thank you. I appreciate you. you so, uh, anything else you wanna? Any other vaults you wanna talk about? I think those were kind of the most interesting ones, but we'd like to hear from our viewers. Uh, tell us about your favorite vault. You can tweet us at uh, 
just Atomic Radio, right? Atomic Radio Hour. At Atom- Atomic Radio Hour. Atomic Radio Hour on Twitter. Send us 200 and whatever the fuck characters it is now, and I'll read them. Yeah. That was a shitty slogan. Yeah, you want to try again? No. What do you want to talk about? Um, I think we covered most of the vaults that we like. Yeah, I'm done talking about lore. You're done talking about the lore? What do you want to talk about? Um, I think we should talk about 76. Ah, that's what I was going to suggest. What do you want to talk about? What are you excited about? Like, what is, like, the number one thing you want to try? I am most excited about not having access to everything at the beginning of the game. In the way that, if I want to level up things, I need the perk cards. I think that's genius. Oh. Like, I... I'm totally different. Like, I love the fact that, say I want, like, robotics expert, I need to find that. Like, I can't just come out of the of the vault, put my intelligence at a fuck ton, and then take it. I don't think... Is that how it works? Yeah, you get... You have to level... Um, You get the skills with the perk cards. But you find the cards? Yeah, you have to find the cards, I believe. Oh, I was under the impression that you level up and get the card. Like, you level up and then it gives you a choice of cards when you level up? Yeah, yeah. It's like, you leveled up. Do you want one of three cards? Oh. That's how I interpreted it. Well, we haven't seen a whole lot of, like, no, pure no. gameplay. Like, we've seen, like, the little things that Bethesda has given us, but I thought you had to find the cards. And I think that would be really interesting. Because, like, if you're in this world that is a finite space with a finite amount of people, what if that Joe Schmo at the other end of the map gets the robot expert card and you want it? Is that something that you can barter for? Like, hey, I want your robot expert's card. Like, I think that would be really cool. I like that idea, but at the same time, I think it comes down to... Like, say say every day there's a new card that spawns, right? Yeah. And let's just say there's 30-something people on a server you have to get in, and if someone has already gotten to that card... like I, Now what? Yeah. Like, how do you know there's not going to be people that are just going on to get the card and getting off? I mean, I feel like they wouldn't spawn one card. No, but you understand what I'm saying? Like, I... Yeah. I, I it's a cool idea. It's a really cool idea. Yeah, it's and just... the way that they're marketing how the multiplayer is going to work is that it's going to be a rare, delightful occurrence to find another player yeah. that you haven't, like, enlisted to be with. Like, I know I would join a game with you, and I, of course, would be standing right next to you, but just to find a, a rando walking about the wasteland, it's something that isn't supposed to be very common. It's supposed to be to, like, spice up your gameplay. See, now my question is... Just because you and I are on the same, like, friends list, or, like, you send me an invite, whatever, and I join you? Yes. Does that mean you spawn next to me? I would say, um, no. Like, say, like, the last time you played, you were, like, on the entire west side of the map, and I was on the east side of the map. And I invited you to join my server. You would, I feel like you would drop in where you had last played, but we would be on the same server. Okay. Because, like... Think about kind how... of like with with Grand Theft Auto, you can be in the same world, but not necessarily right next to each other. Yeah, but think about how tedious that's going to become. It's like, oh, I'm all the way up north, and you're right outside seventy six. There is fast travel. No, there's not. There that's isn't. A... There isn't. It's up until level five. Oh, you lose the ability. You, yeah, that's like they like Bethesda. The way they've been marketing everything kind of reminds me of like when you're in like fifth grade and you go up to give a presentation. And you don't write everything down, so you're like, oh, I'll just remember that. And you get up there and you're like, I fucking forgot everything. So here's what I kind of remember. Because, like, I don't feel like they're, they said it the right way. Or maybe I read it the wrong way, but it said yeah. there's no... There's, like, a minor penalty for death from what I take. 
Yeah, you don't lose your things. You don't lose your things, but it's also not like like you've lost everything. Yeah. Which also makes me think if... Like someone's not going to come up, shoot you in the face, and take your guns. Yeah, yeah, like exactly, but at work. the same time, that kind of makes it like... It's not going to be... I feel like it's not going to be as like... It's not going to be as like Grand Theft Auto about it. Like, you can get on a server and someone's just being a real dick, just hunting people down, just murderizing them. And I feel like it's not going to be like that. Well, they said you can't grief. So well, griefing. What's the definition of griefing? From well, I'm I'm not one for MMOs. I played WoW back in the day because that South Park episode. I feel like a lot of kids did that. <laughs> yeah. But uh, I, I was pretty sure it was like you stand outside the spawn, your max level or close to it, and a bunch of level threes just walk and you just up pick and pick them off. Bow, yeah. It's, just... it's not supposed to be like that. And I feel like they will have measures in place to deal with that. Uh, either like an internal reporting system or the fact that you'll only ever be in a world with people that are around your level. Yeah, I could see that. Like, if we're all beefy, like, level 50 monsters, because we've been playing since day one with each other, I wouldn't expect to be put on a level with someone that bought the game yesterday. See, but I would want that. Because yeah? Because that would, that would kind of give me, like, a feel of, like, actually being in the wasteland. Like, oh, where are you from? I just left Fallout 76 the other day. And it's like, yeah, little boy, like, get out of the way. I got death claws to face fuck. Here, take my shitty pistol and make it useful. Yeah, like, it would kind of, like, imagine... Ima- I don't know why, but I always try to look at things through the eyes of a kid, even yeah. though it's a game that's marketed for fucking adults. Yeah. Um, But if, like, instead of, say, say I never played Fallout 3, and my first Fallout game was 76. And what my- an interesting one to start on. No, it would be, but I'm just... Hear me out. Yeah. Um, And, like, I'm level 6... I've killed some bloat flies. I've done, like, the beginning quest line. Like, I've just kind of done a little bit of exploring. I don't really have a lot of friends at school that play this. Yeah. And it's like, I meet a guy who's kind of older than me, and he's, like, 10 levels ahead of me, 20, 30 levels ahead of me, and he's like, hey, kid, watch out. That over there, that's the Baron Ashlands. All the ghouls over there, they do, like, an acidic damage. And you're like, oh, thanks. When am I going to get there? Probably about six levels away. Oh, that's awesome. He's like, and then you could then you could be like, can I give you some caps to say thank you? And the guy could be like, and he could be like a full-on paladin. Yeah. And he could be like, nah, but here. Here's a pistol that you get on a quest. Or like a variant of a pistol you'd get on a quest that you're not going to get for like six more levels. Yeah, Watch that'd out. be really cool. You know what I mean? Like it kind yeah. of, like there was a dude who, when I was, when I was first playing Fallout 3, his name was like Iron Zeppelin. Or, no, it was like Led Zeppelin and another band put together. Iron Maiden and Led Zeppelin would yeah. be Iron Zeppelin. Yeah, 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 because I'm an idiot. Uh, it was something like Iron Zeppelin, and I would, like, jump in parties. I forget how I met him. I probably met him playing Halo 3, and I would jump in parties, and he's like, I'm going to go play Fallout. And I'm like, yo, you play Fallout 2? And I must have been, like, this is 2008, so I must have been... A youngin'. Like, 10? Yeah. 11? And, uh... I, and I, and he's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. And he would, like, tell me tips. And he'd be like, yeah, you gotta get the... I don't know how to pronounce it, and I've always called it the Zubalong. Yeah, it's something similar to that. It's something Chinese. The X-U-L... Whatever. It's a it's a, it's a Chinese assault rifle with a bigger clip and more damage. Yeah, it's And he, like, amazing. told me how to do it, and, like, told me all the stuff to do. And then, he, then, like, Lincoln's repeater... This is when I knew I overstepped... Well, he was kind of a dick, to be honest. But I was like, hey, man... How do you get a Lincoln's repeater? And he's like, dude, I'm not telling you how to find every weapon in the game. Look it up on YouTube. And I was like, okay. And then, like, looked it up and then never used Lincoln's repeater. Yeah. 
Did you ever... What's your favorite weapon? Like, throughout throughout all of the Fallout games. What's your favorite all weapon? All Fallout games? Yeah. Uh, my answer is kind of cheesy, and I feel like it's unoriginal. But I love the Mysterious Magnum from New Vegas. No. That's a good one. Yeah. It's just so satisfying to take it out, murder two or three things, and then yeah. put it away. I I, because I like campy things. I love shit like that. Yeah, oh, shit like that's the best shit. Yeah. But I'd have to say, like, for me, my favorite weapon of all time, any Fallout game ever, Old Painless. Old Painless. Old Painless, by far. Jog my memory. Is that the one you get at the Republic of Dave? Yeah. That's a good one. Not even for, like, the quest line that's around it, even though it's great, but, like, because I, I kind of, the first time I ever played Fallout 3, I actually didn't like it. I didn't understand why. Which is nuts to me, because you'd never shut the fuck up about it now. No. Yeah, I know, I know. I, I'll i go on, like, a rant, like like a, like a homeless person in the park, just, just going on and on about how great this thing is. But I didn't understand, like, I'm shooting him in the head and he's not dead. Like, I yeah. didn't get that. Like, the way that it was technically built doesn't mimic how real life was. Yeah. Yeah. So, that being said, I still always kind of wanted to play the game in a realistic sense, like, I kind of, even though I, ha- I hadn't seen Mad Max at the time, I kind of just like the idea of the dog with me and hanging around and doing stuff. Like, and kind of a no-strings-attached kind of character. Yeah. Like, I never used a companion. The only companion I've ever used is Dog Meat and Fox. Yeah? Only once. I mean, is something troubling you, my friend? Yeah. That I haven't used all the companions? Yes. <laughs> uh, and I've put... I've put hundreds of hours into the game. Oh, yeah. And I, I, like, you know what I mean? Like, that's a huge part that I'm missing. I don't know the story of Jericho. I don't know the story of the Paladin. The Paladin is, like, the one that I never hear anybody ever using. What's his name? It's a, it's a woman. Oh. Oh, is that Sarah Lyons? No. No? No, it's, I, I don't remember if she's a Paladin or a Knight or a Star Paladin. But, nobody I've ever spoken to has ever used her. Sharon? Everybody loves Sharon. Sharon's great. I've never used Sharon. Really? I've never because it did when I first started playing, I I kind of just went into this I'm alone. I'm by myself. This is freeing. Oh, what's that? Like a laser rifle was cool. A plasma rifle's just as cool if not cooler. But that being said, something about the hunting rifle seems so just post-apocalyptic. Yeah, it's like kind of just put together and it's got the duct tape on the yeah. butt, and like... Oh, and that Paladin we were thinking of was Star, Cal- Star Paladin Cross. Yeah. I've never used Star Paladin Cross. And did you ever even hear of her until I brought her up? I have, but only... I had to look it up to remember who this person even was. Yeah. Because I remember playing the game being like 12, right? Mm-hmm. And like, talking to this Paladin, and then she's... I'm like, wait, you want to come with me? Like, what the hell? And clicking on it, and, it, and she's like, sorry, kid... You're too much of a bad person. And I'm like, what do you mean? <laughs> um, let me, let me throw this out to you. Yeah. Have you ever traveled with Butch? Yo, okay, you want to hear something? Yes. I just started playing Fallout 3 again, and I wanted to make sure that I could play with Butch. Like, I want, but because think about, like, I know it probably doesn't happen, but think about how cool it would be to be like, Hey, yo, 101. Like, he calls you 101. Yeah. Like, you know how Piper calls you blue? Yeah. Like, she's like, hey, 101. Like, remember back in the vault? And, like, you kind of don't like Butch, 
because it's like you son of a bitch. Yeah, he's like kind fucking of, sweet roll. He was kind of rude. Yeah, kind yeah. of. And then you save his mother. Yeah, who's an alcoholic. That she is. Yeah, and uh, I just think that'd be super cool to just kind of like have this weird camaraderie. Yeah, it's like. I'm keeping you at arm's length, but you're not a bad guy. Yeah, yeah. Like, we, we, we just kind of exist in a shitty situation. Yeah. But I, I want Butch to be my companion for, for two reasons. One, because I've never used him as a companion. And two... Because tunnel snakes rule. Tunnel snakes rule. The tunnel snakes absolutely rule. We're probably going to have a single episode about the tunnel snakes. Oh, yeah. We have to. We have to. Um, But moving on. Yeah. I'm going to talk about some other companions. Okay. I'm going to see if you like them, know anything about them, or ever use them. Any game? I'm just talking about Fallout 3 for now. Okay. I feel like we should probably have... Let's do all of them. All of them from all the games? Let's do all of them. Alright, let's talk about them. Uh, We already know nothing about Star Paladin Cross. (laughs) Butch, Tunnel Snakes rule. Yeah, Tunnel Snakes rule. What about Clover? The hooker. Yeah, the uh, Paradise Falls slave. You need to be evil to be able to use... It's a fire. Yeah, yeah, I believe so. Never used I've her. I've never used never her. Used I usually her. play a good guy in Fallout 3. I, the first time I ever played... Okay, so I watched the E3 Fallout 3 footage, and Todd Howard, praise his name, Todd Howard goes, you can kill everybody. And I went, excuse me? And he goes, yeah, everybody. He started talking to me through the TV. He's like, yeah, kid, you can kill everybody. I'm like, everybody, Mr. Howard? He's like, yeah, everybody. No essential NPCs. No, the only one that I don't think you can kill is your father. Yeah, I think that's that sounds about right. Like, and then you play New Vegas, and there's a bunch that you can't kill. And I remember being like, "Oh, well, New Vegas is a bit different." No, it is. I'm not saying it's. I'm not saying it's a bad game. I'm just saying, like three. That was such a, like a, bl- a blind mowing, a mind blowing thing for me. Like I could kill everybody. Yeah. So I killed. I went to Megaton, mowed them down. Went to Tenpenny, mowed them down. Went to the Republic of Dave, mowed him down. Was that your first playthrough? Yeah. A murder playthrough? Just, I murdered everybody, because I never had... The thing The thing with Fallout is it was the first RPG I'd ever played. Fallout 3 was the first RPG I ever played. Yep. So it was so freeing that I could just do whatever the fuck I wanted. I never had that experience in a game. Like, I was... The only time I ever had an experience like that is I was playing GTA. But, like... I could shoot a guy on the street, but it had no consequence. Because that person didn't matter. But if I killed Lucas Sims, the whole town hated me, and then I got a cool hat out of it. You got his hat. So, like, it didn't... It was the first time you could murder without consequence, but the fodder are people that mattered. Yeah. What does that say about your psyche? Um, I don't know. That's a good question. Maybe it's something saying that, like, I just want freedom. Like, I want a sense of freedom. Yeah. Because I could have just reloaded the game and then been like, okay. Yeah. I mean, like, who hasn't murdered Lucas Sims for his hat? I, I want that hat. I want the hat. Yeah. I start the... I don't even... I didn't even plan on killing him on this new playthrough. And, like, I walked into town. And I guess this is, like, the same kind of thing, like, a drug addict feels or, like, an alcoholic feels after years of sobriety. He gets, like, that smell of, of alcohol and he's like, I want a drink. I walked into town and I just went... I want that hat. Like, it's just <laughs> so ingrained into who I am to want the hat. Yeah. So, next companion, Sergeant RL3. He's the Mr. Gutsy robot. You have to be neutral to get him. Oh, he's right outside Tenpenny. You buy him from that old You man. just have to be an enemy of communism. Really? Well, no. You have to be neutral. Oh. But, like, a lot of his voice lines are like, 
Communism. Oh. Yeah. No, never played with them. No? I think I bought them once. Or I think you you have to repair them. But Doesn't it I never say played something with that them. the only things, companion-wise, you can buy in Fallout are robots and women? Oh, no, you can buy Sharon. Yeah. But, I mean, he's a ghoul. Um, Jericho? I got Jericho on one playthrough, but I never paid attention. The first playthrough I ever did, I remember he was like, Yeah, kid, you need to, you need money and you need to be evil. And I was like, okay, so I started selling stuff, or buy, stealing stuff and selling it. And then I got bored and killed the whole town. <laughs> so. <laughs> it was a wash. Yeah. Um, the next one should speak for itself. Fox. Oh, yeah, no. Yeah. The, we love I, Fox. You want to hear something so funny? I was telling this kid at work about how much I love Fallout 3, and I was telling him about the companion system, and, like, I flash back to me playing as a my character wearing the tribal power armor from the pit. Ooh. You know, like, the Brahmin skull? Yeah. And it's yellow and black? You got all those ingots for that. Yeah, all 100 ingots. Because you can get Asher's power armor, it's the same thing, but it looks, or its stats are shit. Yeah. Um... And walking around with the Gatling laser with Fox, just doing nothing but walking around the wasteland and killing anything I ran into. I mean, like, you have to be good to keep Fox, though. So You can become evil, but if you tell him to get lost, he just says, when you're better, I'll come with you. Ah, uh, okay. So. The next one's easy. Dog meat. Everyone loves dog meat. Fuck him. <laughs> what? No, no, I loved it. How do you not like dog meat? What's a better story than a kid and his dog? Yeah. Like, it's the most... Re- Even if you don't like dogs, it's the most relatable shit. Yeah, it's having a companion that's going to be by your side, no matter what. Dog meat watched you murder an entire town? He doesn't care. He licked the blood off your face to say you did a good job. Yeah. yeah. And the last one's uh, Sharon. Which, apparently, one of the best companions ever. Yeah. You know, he's the tallest NPC in the game? Yes. I yeah. did know that. And he's not the tallest, but he's scaled by 1.2 if I remember correctly. Really? Like his character model is just set on a scale. Slightly bigger. Yeah. Yeah. I think that causes problems when you give him certain armor. Really? Yeah, I vaguely remember there being like a bug that was involved, at least on one of the, one of the console ports about that. I wouldn't know. Yeah. I played on PC. What about the other games? Other games? I love the New Vegas Companions. Cause I think I played a little bit more New Vegas than I have three. Yeah. And I've played with every companion in New Vegas from the base game, at the very least. So we're gonna Wait, start... is there DLC companions? Yeah. Really? Uh there's ones that you can play in certain DLCs. I don't know if you could bring them back. But I know that I played the base game companions. We're gonna start with Arcade Ganon. Are you familiar? I'm familiar. I love him. Why? He's my husband. That's oh, okay. why. Um but he's a member of the followers of the Apocalypse, can be found in Freeside at the old Mormon fort. I don't know what alignment you need to be with him. I think you need to be... You can't be anything positive with the Legion. Yeah. Oh, yeah, because this is a this game was more... It was less on karma, more on relationships yeah. with different factions. Yeah. So you have to be completely against the Legion. And I don't think you're allowed to be with the NCR, either. I think he doesn't mind. Yeah? He doesn't like them, but he understands what they're doing is, quote, good, unquote. Yeah. Um... He's one of the first openly gay characters that I remember being in a game. Yeah? Yeah, because I remember, like, looking up how to try to get him to be my companion. And if you take the Lady Killer perk... Yeah. No, not the Lady Killer. There's another perk that you have to take, and it's, like, you flirt with him. Yeah. 
I don't remember the. I purpose. forgot which one it is. Because I remember taking it just so I could get him as a companion. There's Black Widow and Lady Killer. Black Widow and Lady Killer are the interchangeable, uh, like, gender. No, I know. I, I'll look it up later. So to recruit him as a companion, you need to have a high representation with the followers. Uh, the player has to have done some quests with them. Got to get a speech check. Confirm bachelor. That's you it. Need confirm bachelor. Yeah. You need to have a decent intelligence. There's a lot of prerequisites. Uh, if you acquire some positive Caesar's Legion represa- representation, Arcade will refuse to join you. If yeah. you you can wear NCR faction armor and talk to him, it will temp- temporarily bypass the faction check for Caesar's Legion, though. So that's a fun fact. But I just love how sarcastic and he's like, "Yeah, whatever, idiot." <laughs> I, I don't know. I just really like Arcade. What do you What are your thoughts? I like his quest line because I get the original. Um, Enclave armor, the yeah. XO one armor. It's the uh, the Tesla armor, I believe. Yeah, if you do yeah. the whole thing where you got to go where those death claws are and shit. Yeah, yeah. So next, I know is probably one of your favorites, but uh, Craig Sadman Boons. Oh, Boone. Yeah, Boone's all right. Boone's all right. Did you ever see the fat fuck Boone meme? No, I I don't know if it's shout out to Draco Deathclaw um, on Twitter. Come on the podcast. Uh... <laughs> Who I th- and a sour taco who I think lives in- who lives like not far from us at all. Oh, interesting. Um, shout out to you guys. Come on the podcast. You're welcome. Um, they have a meme that like someone will post and be like fat fuck Boone. Where I don't know if it's a mod or just they edited the picture, but they put him in that like prospector, the one overall thing with like no shirt on. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah. But he's fat, so he's like sad and has a fucking beret on. So every time I think of Boone, I think of fat fuck Boone. So Boone's pretty interesting. He's, he's a, got a cool story. Yeah, that's to do with uh with Carla and his dad. Yeah, do you ever yeah. see the meme? It's fucking uh, Boone, and he's like, "My wife is dead." And then it's the screenshot of Cogsworth and the Soul Survivor talking, and they Photoshop the beret on him, and he goes, "My wife is dead." <laughs> so he's a former NCR first recon sniper with a grudge against the Legion, and a chip on his shoulder. He can be found at the Dinky T-Rex in Novak at the night, because he has the night shift where Vargas? Manny Vargas. Manny Vargas. Manny Vargas is actually a reference to Wasteland. One of the people you can have in your group is uh, Vargas, I think is his name. Hmm. And after completing one for my baby and using the right dialogue options, you can recruit him. And that, uh, that quest is actually pretty interesting. It's the one where you go around Novak and see who betrayed him. And uh, set up his wife to be traded to the Legion to be murdered. My wife. Yeah. It's great. Yeah. The next one is Lily Bowen. So the next one's Lily Bowen. Fuck her. You don't like Lily? No, I'm, I'm fucking with you. Uh, I, you know what? Interesting. It's nice that you get to play with a super mutant again. Well, technically a nightkin. Uh, okay. I was going to say a moonkin. What is that from? That's from WoW. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, she's like schizophrenia, right? Yeah, she's a former assassin for the Master's Army who can be recruited in Jacobstown. Really? Yeah. I think she's really fun. I had her as, as a companion, but I never did her story. Oh, no? No. Because you know whose story I think is way better? Whose? Raul. Raul's coming up. He's next. Well, let's talk about Raul now. Yeah. Raul it is a Taeha, or Taeda. He's a ghoul mechanic and a former gunslinger uh, held hostage by Tabitha, the mad leader of the state of Utobitha <laughs> uh, at Black Mountain. Yeah. I actually don't remember... Oh, I do remember. It's that uh, that satellite station. Yeah. That's Black Mountain. Yeah. 
And like, so what do you think about Raul? I think um, he's voiced by Danny Trejo. Oh, is he? And that's all we needed to care about. Okay. Next is no, 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 no. We're not, we're not moving on. No, we can keep going. I'm just saying that's like the coolest thing about him. I mean, other than like, he's interesting. You know why I really wanted Raul as a companion? This actually pissed me off about it because he has his repair shop. So what I, what I thought it was is that like, as soon as he was your companion, he'd repair shit for free. Oh. And I was like, oh, I'm not even going to fuck with the repair skill, even though that was, like, the number one skill I put shit into. Yeah. Because even if it's like, oh, I just repaired a bunch of 32 pistols I'm never going to use, 32 caliber pistols I'm never going to use them, but I'll sell them for bank. Yeah. And I was like, oh, I'll just use that. I'll make even more money off of him. And then he's like, yeah, we have to go to my, my workshop. And then you go to his workshop. He's like, all right, now I need parts. I'm like, the fuck? I'll just use my own skill. Yeah. But, like, when you do his whole quest line, he gets closure. Yeah. For his family, and again, I'm not giving you a spoiler, this game's almost 10 years old. He gets, like, the whole, he gets the sombrero outfit. Yeah. I just, like, I, I'm also partial to ghouls. You are partial to ghouls. I love them. You love them. I love them. Uh, the next one is Rose of Sharon Cassidy, known as Cass in the game. I like I love Cass. Yeah. I love Cass. One of my favorite, like, I'll try to get Cass every playthrough if I can. Really? I love Cass. You know what she reminds me of? Jessie from Toy Story. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. For anyone who but doesn't like, know, you can find her at the Mojave Outpost, and uh, she's the daughter of one of the uh, caravan merchants there. But she is just an alcoholic and loves to shoot things. Yeah. She is, and she's so fun. Like, her voice lines are amazing. Like Long Dick Johnson. Yeah. Who had a long dick, hence the name. Yeah. Yeah. Um, any fun anecdotes with Cass, or do you want to keep going? No, I was a little upset that I had to shoot up the Van Graffs, because I kind of like them. Because I was trying to do a plasma rifle run once, oh. and I was like, but, 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 but. Yeah, I try to murderize the the, the uh, Silver Rush every time. Really? Kinda, uh, but the next one is Veronica Centangelo. Okay, never done it. Never done Veronica? Never done it. I like Veronica. I know she's a part of the Brotherhood. Well, she's a disillusioned part of the Brotherhood. What do you mean? She's a rebellious scribe. She was kind of kicked out-ish. Yeah. I know that when I went to go do the Brotherhood quest line, when you go do the Brotherhood quest line, just take her, take Veronica, and she's like, yo! And they just, like, stop it, and they, like, let you in. Yeah. But I could never find a dress. What do you mean? She's like, I want a dress. I want to wear a dress. I want to be a pretty lady. Oh, really? Yeah, I could never find... I never that's like, That's, that. like, how you do her quest line. If I remember correctly, is... And she's, like, amazing with punching shit. Oh, yeah. She starts with a power fist. Yeah, but, like... You're supposed to find her address, and it, like, starts her backstory. I didn't uh, remember that. Yeah. I don't know where the address is. I never looked it up. The next two are the arguably most popular and best. We have uh, Ed E. Okay, you say Ed E. Yes, I do. Because some people say E-D-E, some people say Ed E, and some people just say Eddie. I say Ed E. Ed E. How do you say? I, I, don't, I think I say Eddie. Um, so it's, uh, actual, like, spelling is E-D-E, because he is an iBot, and he was a prototype, uh, and he can be found at the Mojave Express in Prim. I love Eddie. You find him so early. Yeah, but you need to have a high skill to get him working. I think it's only 45 repair. But I never do a repair build. Really? Yeah, I've never what done a repair. What build do you normally make? In New Vegas, a, I do charisma builds. Charisma and luck. Because it's so really? easy. I just do charisma all around. You're a charisma player. Yeah. I just like going into places and go, hey, fuck you, give me money, cha-cha-cha, and like walking out. <laughs> yeah. So I love uh, Eddie, mostly because of his soundtrack. Like, whenever he's like, the uh, when you're like in battle, he's like, dun 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 Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. And then whenever you win, he's like, dun 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 
Yeah, I forgot about that. I love that. It's the best part about it. So let me ask you this. Yes. The next companion. Yes. Obviously, is going to be Rex. Oh, okay, I thought we were going to say it together. You want to try it again? On three, you ready? Yes. One, two, three. Dog Rex. meat was way better. Okay. <laughs> I like Rex. <laughs> no, I like Rex. Um, I don't like. The only way I remember getting Rex is having to do the quest line. Well, you kind of need to do that. Well, it's an interesting quest line because Rex, you kind of get to pick the personality of your dog. Yeah. Because uh, Rex is a cyborg dog. You can find him in Freeside with, uh, and he's owned by the king of the, the king. The king himself. The king himself of the king. Mr. Presley. Yes. If you will. And uh, his, uh, his uh, like, floaty brain juice has gone stagnant and you need to get him a new brain. So there's a bunch of dogs that are just kind of like scattered throughout New Vegas, and you get to basically choose which dog you want to murder and then put the brain in to the Rex machine. Which dog do you usually murder? I don't remember their names, but I know one is like, this one can take more hits. This one does more damage. I, um, I forget who I usually, I switch it up a lot of the time, but I remember that the options are usually the one raider dog from uh, the Jackals. Are the Jackals in? Yes. Yeah. The one raider dog from the Jackals. I know that the choices um, vary depending on the different dogs that are throughout New Vegas. And I know the options are one of the uh, raider dogs, I believe, from the Jackals. Uh, you could pick the old one of the old dogs from uh, that old lady. Old Lady Gibson. Old Lady Gibson. Uh, you can get one of those dogs. There's a Caesar's Legion dog. Really? There's one from the Legion. I think it's one of the dog fighting dogs. And uh, I believe there's two more, but I cannot recall where they're from. I think you have an NCR one aligned one, and another one that's just like generic dog TM. But who do you usually go for? I go dog? for one at Old Lady Gibson's because it's more health, and yeah. I like I like my I build my characters to have the most health and charismatic. So imagine a tank that could just take hits. And the whole time is going, ha cha cha, ha cha cha. Like, I just, I love the idea of that. <laughs> yeah. You can do, actually, here's the list. Uh, the one from the Legion is Lupa. The one from the Fiends is, uh, Violetta. And Ray is from Old Lady Gibson. You have three choices. I thought there were five for some reason. Well, you were wrong. I was wrong. Um, but I do go for Old Lady Gibson's dog. Yeah. Because. It's easiest. Yeah, it's easiest. Um, I feel like if I played a Legion character, I'd go for Lupa. Yeah. Because it would be like, you know, like, Hail Kaisar and shit. Uh, but those are the, the base game companions um, from New Vegas. Uh, do you have an opinion? Like, who's your favorite? I, I, don't, I don't know. I don't really... I'm pretty stagnant. Like, I, I like New Vegas a lot. I feel like you're definitely more into 3. 3, I think, is... I, unpopular opinion! I think 3 is the better game. Yeah. Um, Either two different games. No, they are two different games, but if you were to say to me, is New Vegas or Fallout 3 better... I'm going to tell you three. I think three is an all-around better story, but New Vegas is mechanically so much more sound. Mechanically, yeah. The guns work better. Certain things make more sense the way they the Factions happen. were brought back. Sorry? Factions were brought back. Makes more sense. It yeah. does. But at the same time, I just think three... And I think we should have our own episode about why I think three is the greatest game ever made. Yeah. Uh, but I just kind of see it as like... The superior game. And you're allowed to. I mean, don't get me wrong. I think New Vegas is a great game. You've been replaying it, right? Uh, no, I've been playing 3. I'm going to do another playthrough of New Vegas soon. Yeah. Not sure how I want to build. I think you should play New Vegas, I should play 3, and then we're both done, switch. Yeah, talk about and it then, then. Yeah. 
Um, I think my favorite companion is... I know you could have uh, Eddie and Rex at the same time. Can you? So I usually do that because they don't yell at me. They're both there until I tell them to not be I use Boone a lot. You do use Boone a lot. I use Boone and um, Dog and Rex. Yeah. If I have to pick a, a people, I usually go for Arcade Ganon or Cass, depending on how I'm feeling. If I'm playing Ganon, it's usually someone who's a bit more, like, sophisticated science-y. If I'm just like, I'm a cowboy, I pick Cass. Yeah. What about four? Four? Yeah. I already know who my favorite companion in 76 is going to be. It's going to be you. Oh, It's going to be you, too. Alright, now you made it weird. Preston Garvey. He is the Minuteman... You don't really like Preston never Garvey. Never use him. Never I saw mean, he'll reason. mark things on your map. He, you know why I never use Preston Garvey? Because he just kind of seemed like he had his own thing to do. <laughs> he just seemed like he was already busy. Yeah. He just, like, rolled up. He's like, hold on, like, are you good Tuesday? Yeah, like, yeah, like I, I'm traveling with a man who can fix everything, two nervous wrecks, and a drug addict. Like, I have enough <laughs> shit going on. One of my favorites is Codsworth. Because he loves you till his dying breath. You Wait, can... he dies? No. Then why would you... Why would you say that? Because he would die for you. He would die for he you. He is your robot servant, and he's like, Master! The rest! <laughs> and, like, he just... He loves you. And I think that... That devotion is what I need in my life. <laughs> I don't... I didn't use him, because, again, in the same vein of, of Preston Garvey, I was like, he's got a settlement to take care of. I don't know. Like, it was just... I guess. I like that you can put hats on him. You can put hats on him? You can put a bowler. I don't know if you can put any other hat, but you can put a bowler hat on him. That's awesome. Yeah. Next is, I think, your favorite. Piper. I love Piper. You love Piper? I love... You know why I love Piper? Because she calls you blue. Well, I think that's adorable, but she's flawed. She's so ridiculously flawed, and even though she believes in something that fucking makes next to zero sense, she's not a journalist... She's an activist. Like, she's just, her heart is in the right place. She's just, she's troubled. Like, yeah. I want to hold her and be like, I can fix you. But you can't. But I can't. Because it's she's, a video game. Yeah. But I mean, still, it's a lot we are. <laughs> yeah. But it's like, oh, that's why I can never, I can never, like, do a serious playthrough of Fallout 4 in VR. Yeah. Because it would just be me doing, like, Wife Simulator 2015. <laughs> I'd be like, you good? You good? You want to make dinner? Like, you we good? Like, <laughs> I got this hot plate. Yeah. <laughs> um, next one is another uh, another character you can find in Diamond City. It is Nick Valentine. Okay, how do you feel about Nick? I like Nick. I like Nick if I'm doing a Nick playthrough. <laughs> Which is kind of an odd thing to say, but I like... I play as Nick, and Nick comes with me? Like, if I'm playing the... I'm devoted to the tin cans, I like Nick. <laughs> because, I don't know, he's... I like... I like I'm a sucker for noir. Yeah. He's like... I'm trying to do something old. Yeah. I'm saving people, but I'm a tin can. Yeah. Everyone wants me dead. Yeah. I, I like No one Nick. trusts him, but he does too much good. He's too useful for them to not tolerate him. Yeah. I like Nick. The only thing is, like, again, I said Preston seemed like he had his own thing going on, and Cogsworth, I kind of was like, you're a servant, serve my settlement. Yeah. I have shit that needs to be taken care of. It's kind of just like... He had his detective agency. I like, but at the same time, I know that sounds contradictory because Piper's like, I have a kid at home, and then I'm like, fuck the kid. Let's go. 
You know what I mean? But like, yeah. I don't know. I just kind of. Next up is a Vault 81 spoiler. If you haven't played through Vault 81, don't listen. But this would be Curie. Do you like Curie? Okay, I don't know where she is. Have you never played with her? In the sense of the main pl- playthrough I did, uh, I went to go find Curie, and then she just kind of fucking was not there. Like, I talked to her. I was like, hello. She's like, I'm adorable in French. And I was like, aw. And then she was just kind of gone when I sent her to my settlement. So you just sent her somewhere and just forgot about her? I was her? like, go to the castle. And then she was never there. Hmm. So I lost her. And then I played a couple more playthroughs, but I never went to 88. Or wait, what was it? 81? 81. 81. I never went back to 81. Have you ever played through or at least heard about her, her storyline? I know somewhat of it. So, again, another Curie spoiler. You can eventually go to the memory den and put Curie's uh, intelligence, because she is a Mr. Handy, you can put it into a synth. Yeah, I knew she becomes a synth, I just didn't yeah. know how. And it's it's a really, like, feel-goods kind of moment, where you're just like, I've given you new life. And, like, given you, like, an, a pseudo-ability to feel. Mm-hmm. And, like, it's kind of a, it's a feel-good moment. Uses a flamethrower. Very good. Best part about Curie, heals dog meat. Best waifu. Really? Yes. Next up is a railroad spoiler. If you don't do the railroad, don't listen. Deacon. What do you think about Deacon? I, He's kind of uh, like a plain slice of white bread to me. Yeah. Deacon's that, he, Deacon's the heel of the white bread. That, you know that shit that like your entire family passes? Yeah. And then you're like, fuck. I'm super hungry. There's like half a slice of ham and I just need to make a quick sandwich. Yeah. And you're just like, I'll use the last two little butt ends. Deacon, nothing about Deacon. My my companions need to be compelling. Yeah. I need to feel reason to bring them along with me. Like, he's kind of like this subversive, like, I'm a, I'm a real life secret spy infiltrator. But like, you're not that interesting, dude. No. Like, I like the railroad, but like, I wish the railroad had somebody cooler. To be your companion. Well, how do you feel about X? X6? Is that his name? X6. Oh, he's kind of cool. He's a courser. That's all I know. Yeah. I I never did the the Institute. Because the Institute seemed like they had some good ideas, but they were just evil. Yeah, they were they were kind of evil. They were a little bit Skynet-y. Let, let's let yeah, let's fucking yeah. replace all the humans with toasters. No, let's not do that. So next, I think might be your favorite after after um, Piper. Let's talk McCready. I've actually never done McCready. I love McCready. McCready, yeah. You know why? You know why I, I've never done McCready? Why? Because they made the blind box Fallout Four figures, and I bought like th- six of them the day the game came out. Like we were all at GameStop. Yeah. And I bought a bunch of them because it went to the midnight. And I think out of six of them, two of them were McCready. Oh. And then you've already like, had too much McCready. Yeah. And then like I went home. For Christmas, and while I was home, fucking, my mom had gotten me a, a blind box and my brother a blind box, and I opened up and it was fucking McCready. Oh my goodness. And then my brother opens his, and it's fucking McCready. Like, so- I'm just tired of <laughs> Fallout 3, fuck you, I'm not giving you a spoiler warning for Fallout 3, but Fallout 4, spoiler warning. It's fucking McCready from Little from Lamplight. Lamplight. And like, I never put two and two together, and then Kyle, shout out to Kyle, come on the podcast. Kyle, um... Told me that. And I was like, no shit. Like, that's so cool. Yeah. He, has, know, he has a, a voice line about it. If you're in a cave, he's like, I used to live somewhere like this. Oh, really? It's something like that. No, there's it? one that if you go into, like, a tunnel, 
He goes, Tunnel Snakes rule. Oh, he does then, that? Yeah, and he laughs about it. He's like, uh, I heard that like 10 years ago. That's funny. Yeah. I, I like McCready. He's kind of, he's the more interesting slice of white bread. He has a and little bit of a backstory. He has an interesting story. Don't ruin it for me. I won't. I'm not going to talk about <laughs> yeah. it. Yeah. Fuck the people at home. Don't ruin it for me. <laughs> um, but he's just kind of like cooler. Yeah. He's also voiced by Matt Mercer. Yeah. Who could sell me Matt Mercer come on the podcast. What? Matt yeah, Mercer, Matt Mercer, come on. come on the podcast. Yeah. Next up is the Dog Meat Part 2, Electric Boogaloo. Mm. Um, you like playing with dog meat, just in general. Just in general, I like the idea of running around with a dog. Under dislikes, it says cats probably. <laughs> I did want to point that out. <laughs> That's so dumb, I love it. Um, But you can find him at the Red Rocket truck stop. That's not a spoiler, it's in the first five minutes. It's in the fucking E3 trailer. It's in the E3 trailer. And, um, he's a beautiful good boy, and I enjoy the functionality that Fallout 4 gave to dog meat. I don't like that he's invincible. I don't I do. like that my companions are invincible, because it's like, I'm never gonna waste stim packs on them. Yeah. In 3, it's like, fuck. Dog meat's gonna die. Yeah, or fo- Fox can never die. I mean, he could die, but good luck. Fox will never die. He's like 1500 health. Yeah, he's a monster. You can shoot a mini nuke at Fox, and he's like, that, that tickles! And I'm like, oh, good. Um, there's a lot of Fallout 3, uh, companions. Uh, this, this might be a spoiler. Strong? I never- Strong you just find. You but just I find never strong. did Strong's thing because he's like, I need to find the milk of human kindness. And I'm like, this is obviously a metaphor. Yeah. But I don't have metaphor time. <laughs> like. I don't know. I never really played through, uh, through Strong's story. So I don't know much about it. I have him. no clue what he's happens. The, he's the less cool Fox. He's the very less cool. Yeah. He's, okay, he's like negative, he's like negative, like, bizarro Fonzie. <laughs> like, he's, he's the antithesis of everything that's not cool. So, next up is, uh, my like second or third husband or so, uh, Paladin Dance. I like Paladin Dance, I, spoiler alert, but I like the whole, I hate synths, oops, like, yeah, I like that, but at the same time, it's like, it's not a new storyline, but it's one that I liked, and I I liked that he kind of was like, he had this breakdown, and you yeah. had to either, like, help him, or he just got killed. Well, I had him survive. Yeah? I was like... The way I'm- I ended up playing it, I don't think I got the right speech checks, but, um, but what's his name? Murderized him. Maxon. Maxon just really? straight up shot him in the head. Really? Yeah. I remember I used to like, have a shrine no to Like, no toasters. Him. I used to have a shrine to him. Just his, uh... His armor, yeah, just in a, in a workstation, always in my room. That I was just like, oh, that's my buddy. Because yeah. like I played with dance a lot. He's cool. He's cool, and I kind of like the whole I don't take shit type of like thing. But like, like, let's get down to business. Yeah, to defeat the Huns, of course. Yeah, the Huns being like gloving ones and shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Who else? Um, my favorite. I was waiting for it. It's Kate. Yeah, I love Kate. Yeah, she's a she's a scumbag. Drug addict, alcoholic, punch your cousin piece of shit, and I love her. Why? What's the appeal? Because her attitude is just fucking... It's just so yes. I don't know how to explain it. Yeah. She's just like, you don't know what's gonna be fucking next with her. Just like, is she gonna punch that person? I don't know. She's just, she's a crazy person. She's very well written. Yeah. I was watching... And I love her accent. I love it. Yeah. You grew up with that accent, though. (laughs) Yeah. Um, shout out to Oxhorn, come on the podcast. Uh, I was watching an Oxhorn video, and he was like, I, 
I assume the man does a ton of research. Yes. He just seems like that type of cat. Uh, but he was saying that, like, a lot of her writings suggest, like, sexual assault in oh, her yeah. past. Which is something that, like, whew, right over my head. Like, I never thought of it. And I just thought, like, what a deep layer to add. Just... Like, her tendency. Like, it's such yeah. a personal thing. And it's so subtle that I never picked up on it. Yeah. Like, she's, like... I feel like she's the very... She's the poster child of the the attitude of the wasteland. I'm gonna do whatever I want and punch whatever I want. Maybe I don't. I, I don't am free totally to agree do with me. that statement, but what? I see where you're coming from. I don't agree yeah. with it, but I understand it. She's selfish, violent, alcoholic, and, and she knows what she wants. You'd think I'd like Kate more, but I just yeah. Um, next up is a a ghoul boy. I know that you do like the ghouls. again. This is one that just kind of was kind of boring. To me. Got away from you, Hancock. Yeah, just kind of. No, you didn't feel Hancock. He was he was like moldy white bread. <laughs> like, <laughs> I he's he's cool because he he's a ghoul, and I'm partial to that. It was just kind of like eh. I didn't play Hancock. Uh, I didn't play his story. I know that he does Jet because he has nothing better to do. Yeah, you know McDonough's brother. No. Yeah, uh, I did a little bit of his story, and I remember you go to Diamond City and you get there, and he's like, "My brother's Mad- McDonough." Really? Yeah. I mean, one's a toaster, one's a ghoul. Yo, come on. They're both wrong. Yeah. No. <laughs> no, ghouls are fine. Ghouls, ghouls are, are cool. Ghoul lives matter. Ghoul yeah. lives matter. Ghouls are pretty dope. I like ghouls. It's just, we should have an entire episode about ghouls. We should. Featuring featuring some, some ghouls. Sh- featuring Ron Goulman? Yeah, per- Attorney perhaps. Attorney at law? Perhaps. It's an idea. Uh, the last one is X688. He's an institute man. I didn't play. I never used him. I know nothing about him. Once, once I decided I wasn't going to side with the Institute, but I knew there was an Institute companion, I went, there's no fucking point. And I just kind of... Bye. Yeah. Yeah. Um, he's like kind of this like Matrix motherfucker. He's... He's like a shitty version of Dance. Yeah. He's like, we need to find out where the enemy is coming from. Where Dance is like, we need to find out where the enemy is coming from. Partnatorium. Like... Yeah. And that's all. That's all. That's all she wrote. We, if people are interested, we could talk about Fallout 1 and 2 companions, but we have not played those games. I, well, I've played them a little bit. Yeah, we have not, we're not extensively invested like we are with the, the Bethesda titles. So, let us know what you think. But I think what a great way to have a first episode. We talked about pretty much the biggest thing about Fallout the Vaults. Yeah, we talked the about, basis for be, people being alive. Yeah, exactly. We talked about, I talked about companions with my companion. Of course. You know what I mean? Like, it's, it's nice. This was nice. It was nice. And yeah. we also talked about 76. A little bit. Yeah. I think we should probably do a whole episode on just 76. Yeah, that should probably be one of the up-and-coming ones. But uh, before we sign off, we do have some... We should uh, plug things. Uh, so, I guess before we sign off, I guess we should plug ourselves. Yeah, we should plug ourselves. Yes, do you want to, uh, do you want to plug yourself? Uh, yeah, you can find this podcast on Twitter at... Atomic Radio Hour, all one word, each new word is a capital letter. Uh, Declan, we have a Facebook, do we not? We have a Facebook, it is uh, at Atomic Radio Hour on Facebook. You can just type in the name and you should be able to find the page. You can type the ad if you want, because Facebook added that now. Do you want to talk about yourself? Um, well, if you, I, I feel like my, if you want. my main thing comes from that I just have a fear of trusting people. Oh yeah? I was talking about more like your Twitter handle. Oh! No. No, you don't want to do that? <laughs> no, you can find me at Twitter at Vince4Batman, Vince the number 4 Batman, all capitals. Uh, my avatar is a picture of the devil from Cuphead. And you can find me at Declan underscore Bean. Cool. And uh, it's a picture of me. Yeah? Yeah. 
Did you do it yourself? I, I did. Or is it the one your sister took? No, it's the one that I did myself and then did the... Did the thing. Did the pixel... Not the pixelization. The, the uh, watercolor. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. Cool. So if you have horribly mean things to say to me, please don't. Hey, and tweet us what your favorite vaults are. Yeah, let us know. We want to hear it. And uh, before we start the next episode, we'll see what you guys had to say. Yeah, and if you guys have any questions, if you guys need any advice for anything... I literally mean anything at all. Anything. No holds barred. Anything. Tweet us at Atomic Radio Hour with the hashtag Dear Mutie. D-E-A-R-M-U-T-I-E. Dear Mutie. Tweet us with that with a question and it'll get answered. I don't know when, but it'll get answered and we'll have fun doing it. So next up we have, um, how, how do we, how do we introduce this? We were sifting through some uh, some bins and uh, in this old abandoned uh, radio tower, and we found some old tapes that had never gone on air. Yeah, but they're from the future. From the future. <laughs> we we've come from the Fallout universe. Yes, it's it's been a long drive from DC, believe yeah. it or not. Um. So without a without further ado, here is the first episode of Nuclear Family. First episode, part one of Nuclear Family. Here it goes. All right, guys. Enjoy. And remember, Tunnel Snakes rule. All right. Bye, everybody. You want to say bye, Declan? Bye, Declan. All right. Everybody drive safe. Recorded live at Atomic Radio Hour Studios, we bring you America's number one radio program sitcom in the nation, Nuclear Family, starring Douglas Grant as Richard Dan Smith. Anne-Marie Arthur as Karen Momsmith. William Bogart as Jimmy Smith. And introducing Gilbert Shaw as Bug Simmons, the wacky neighbor next door. Oh, honey... Have you seen my quantum harmonizer? No, dear, I haven't. Well, I'm going to have to find it before I head to work. You know, today's the day we merge with the Peterson caravan from up north. Oh, yes. I do remember you saying that. At least 30 times last night at dinner. (laughs) Oh, hon, I'm just excited is all. This merger means I'll be getting a new manager, and I want to make a good impression. Speaking of excited, is Jimmy up yet? Morning, Mom. Morning, Pop. Me and the fellas are heading over to the park to throw rocks at Radstags. Now, son, why don't you head across the street and grab the new boy or girl that just moved in with their family? Introduce them to the neighborhood. And you know what? Here's ten extra caps to treat them to Ollie's famous iced tea. Oh, jeez, Pop. Thank you. You know, that sounds like a swell idea. The fellas and I were talking, and Big Mike said that his folks were talking and said that they might be ghouls. I've never seen a ghoul that wasn't already a pharaoh. Wait, wait, what? Now, sweetheart, are you sure that they were telling the truth? Sure thing, Ma. Big Mike ain't no fibber. Wait, ghouls? Well, I grabbed the moot fruit off the table. I'm heading out. I'll see you at dinner. Have a great day, Ma. And have a great day, Pop. And good luck with the Peterson merger. I know I've heard enough about it at dinner last night. Now, dear, we haven't even met them yet. It doesn't fucking matter, Karen. I don't want to live next to some dirty shuffler. Richard, 
Such language. You know I don't like that S-word. Karen, you need to look at the bigger picture. Well, why don't we invite them to dinner this Friday night? Are you kidding me? Not in my house, and definitely not with my daughter. Hon honey, we don't, we don't have a daughter. <laughs> oh boy, and he drives a motorcycle. Do you know how dangerous those things are? Now, Richard, you know what my parents always say. You can't, can't judge, judge a scabber, a scabber by, by his, his clothes. clothes. <laughs> yes, dear, I know. But how do we know if the caravans will continue to stop here? We don't, but we need to be nice to them and not judge them for the way their skin looks or whether or not they have a nose. <sighs> You're right. But I just know how those... zombies can act. What should, what should we do? Go get the door, Richard. But, but what if he wants to eat my brains? Hello? Neighbor? Karen, I'm scared. Richard, get the fucking door. Alright, 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 alright. Uh, hello? Howdy there, neighbor. Name's Vog Simmons. Uh, ni nice to meet you, Mr. Simmons. Oh, don't be scared of us. Not all of us ghoulies want to eat your flesh. Some of us just want to live normal lives. Here, put it there, neighbor. R Richard Smith. Caravaner of the Northeastern Arkansas Trade Commission. Well, looky here. A caravaner. I knew I liked you when I saw you. And who's that? Your daughter? Oh, you're too kind. Karen Smith, homemaker extraordinaire. Well, well, Miss Smith. I must say, you have such a lovely home. Well, I'm just happy that I'm lucky enough to have a man that's willing to work hard so I can keep the house nice and tidy. Wow, Mr. Smith. You really lucked out. They don't make them like her no more. <laughs> yeah, yeah, thanks, Mr. Simmons. Mr. Simmons, why Please, 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 call me Vug. Mr. Simmons was my father. Oh, well then, Vug, why don't you and your family join us for dinner this Friday night? Karen! Well, Miss Smith, that sure sounds like a swell idea. I'll tell the missus and me little girl that we'll be over Friday night for dinner. Sounds splendid. We can all sit down to eat at 6.30. 6.30 shop. Thanks a million, Miss Smith. Karen, you just invited one of those things into my home. Richard, stop. He seems nice enough. You really want Jimmy to be around that kind of a person? I don't want my boy to grow up to be prejudiced. Well, Karen, I'd like to have a fair warning if you're inviting someone or something to dinner. Oh, Richard, look at the time. You're going to be late. Oh, you're right. Look at the time. I gotta get going. I'll see you tonight for dinner. Yeah.